0: guys top of the morning good to see you guys y'all cleaned up for mom didn't you good job (laughs) i can tell you ran a comb through it it's good looking good glad you're here today um before I get into my message, I just want to say if you did not hear Pastor Kurt's message from last week about uh, the modern miracle that the nation of Israel even exists, um, that was to lead up to today. Today is the 75th anniversary since Israel has been a nation. That's amazing. That's amazing. That is so amazing. Pastor Kurt really explains it, but um, that is Bible prophecy being fulfilled in, in, within a generation of many of you and in the generation of many of you. Um, the, uh, the amazing thing is they were exiled from Jerusalem, from Israel for 1900 years. The language of Hebrew went extinct And when they began to regather to the nation of Israel, as it's been prophesied in the Bible, God began to restore that language and that people. It's a miracle. You should listen to that message. It's powerful stuff. So happy anniversary to Israel today. Amen? Amen. Okay. So in a room like this, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to moms. Happy Mother's Day to my mama. I love her. She's in Texas She is the best, and I miss her, Um, but happy Mother's Day, and I also want to say single moms, happy Mother's Day. You rock. Can we give single mamas a hand? They're amazing. We see you. We support you. We champion you. We know you're doing the job of two parents, and you're amazing. I have such a heart for single moms because single single moms are close to the heart of God. He really cares about you. So we see you, we love you. You're doing a great job because you're here. That's awesome. (laughs) And I also want to acknowledge some of us in the room, male, female, Mother's Day is really, really difficult, and it brings up a sense of pain. For different reasons. Some of us, it's because we've lost a child or a mom. Some of us are estranged from our parents. And some of us have struggled with infertility. And I realize Mother's Day could be like putting salt in a wound for some of us. And I just want to say, I see you. I love you. I'm so glad you're here. I have been praying for you that the love of God would touch your heart and heal you. That today would not be salty to the wound, but it would be a balm and a healing. Because God sees you. And I'm so glad you showed up. All right? All right. Well... In light of me talking about the nation of Israel, um, I actually found this crazy story um, that came back from the 70s when the Yom Kippur War was happening in Israel. There was actually something that a mom did to intervene for that nation. Do you guys want to hear this story? It's pretty cool. I'm going to read this article to you. So just listen to how cool this is. All right. So this is regarding President Nixon's mother, okay? And here's the article. William Ross Wallace wrote these words, for the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. It all comes back to mothers, doesn't it? In a poem published 20 years before the birth of Hannah Milhouse Nixon, poet William Ross Wallace wrote these words. Yet he might as well have been talking of President Richard Nixon's mother. In an online series, um, documentary series, an episode called Against All Odds, Israel Survives in 1973, it tells the story that Israel was unprepared when Egypt and Syria both launched massive attacks. 1,400 Syrian tanks faced 189 Israeli tanks in the north, and similar imbalances loomed on the southern Egyptian front. Looking at it rationally, the country's chance for survival seemed hopeless. In desperation, Israeli Prime Minister Golda Meir phoned President Nixon's private line in the middle of the night. She made an anguished plea for American support in the form of armaments. Acquiescing to this plea would mean ignoring the recommendation of the cabinet and Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. Kissinger. On the episode, a documentary producer recalls President Nixon saying, I could almost hear my mother's voice. She would tell me stories and read to me from the Old Testament, the heroes of the Bible. And one afternoon she said, Richard, someday you're going to be in a position where you can help save the Jewish people. And when that day comes, you must do everything in your power. On that day, President Nixon, via his mother's training decades earlier, became God's angel to Israel. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) So powerful. We could clap for moms. That reminds me of like canning where you're like trusting that your kids are somewhere later they'll open up that jar and it'll be there like jelly or like pickles or or pickled beets someday. They're going to be like, you know what? I remember my mom made this for me when I was a little kid and now it's the time, right? Right mothers can impact history, and a mother's potential is exponential, because it's a legacy potential when you're talking about mothering. I have never actually spoken on Mother's Day about being a mom, because one, I don't know, it's, it's difficult, and I realize in a room of men and women, sometimes the men are just like thinking about football, Um <laughs> With like one earbud in, you know, just listening to something else. Um, but I actually felt prompted this year to talk about Mother's Day because of a few reasons. One, moms are amazing and they need encouraged. They do, because it's a tough job, it's a tough gig. Number two, the reason I'm doing this is because the nuclear family is actually under attack today. Families matter. They are the fabric of our society. They are what holds together all of the good things that God wants for this nation. They are the basic structure of society, and God is for family. Okay, and the third reason, gender is under attack. I want to talk to some women in here and say, you are amazing. God made you the way he wanted you. I realize some people, a very small amount of people, have been struggling with this. But it's made to seem like being a woman or being who we are is something that's not as special as it should be. Because it is. God designed man and woman to be powerful. To represent two sides of the nature of God and we're, we're part of that design, women, and it's powerful, okay? So those are some reasons. I'm not gonna harp on politics at this time, but I do want you to know it makes my blood boil and I hit my knees and I pray about what's going on in our society. I know you guys do too. If you don't, pray about that because you should have a heart for what's going on. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. And lastly, there's something that we all have in common. We all had a mom, okay? So there we go. That's unifying this room. All right, so what I want to take you guys through this morning is I want to walk through the life of Mary and learn some lessons from the mother of Jesus, Mary, okay? There's a few lessons. We've got five keys or five lessons that we can learn from Mary this morning. Of course, there are many, many more than five, but I just kind of narrowed it down to what was popping for me as I was studying, praying for you guys, okay? Now, again, I know we've got men in here. We have single women. We have uh, women who never felt called to get married or to um, have children, women who have had trouble getting uh, pregnant. And so mothering can actually look different. You can be a biological mother, which is amazing. You can be adopt adopting mom. You can have stepkids. You could be a fostering mom. You could be a mentor mom. You can be a nanny you could be a teacher, you could be a spiritual mom, you could be an aunt, you can be a grandma, the list goes on and on, right? At the end of the day, we have influence in the lives of those around us, and there is something about the way God made a woman to nurture and care for younger ones that is part of the heart of God, okay? I always think of nurturing as, as the role of a mother, but it is also the role of a father. But I'm going to talk specifically to mothering. What does it mean to nurture? Nurture means <clears throat> to care for and encourage growth and development unto maturity. So this is our job. It's to care for younger ones. It could be your kids. It could be spiritual kids. To care for their development, their growth unto maturity. And how many of you know when a tree becomes Mature, it bears fruit, right? So the mamas are looking after the young ones. We're growing and developing them in our household unto fruit, unto maturity, unto people we actually like as adults. Let's be honest. We're trying to raise humans who people will like (laughs) when they grow up. And you have to deal with all the things that make you not like them. You're like, we got to deal with that, guys. We gotta deal with it because you need to be a likable human, who's respectful and not rebellious. Yes. All right. So, lesson number one, <clears throat> I believe that Mary really exhibits is first and foremost as as a parent. Mary displayed submission to the Holy Spirit. She submitted to Him. It was quite a calling. I'm going to read a good portion of Scripture, Luke 1, verse 26 through 38. If you guys want to turn there with me, feel free. I'm a big fan of uh, the real Bible that's not electronic. You want to know why? It feels good to hold. It smells good. You can build a relationship with it. You can underline things, highlight things, remember where things are on the page. Truly, There's something about a real Bible that you build a relationship with. How many of you guys know something popped out to you on two-thirds of the way into the Bible, halfway down that page, you remember? Big fan. Please bring your Bibles. It's it's important to me. I'm your mom, so I get to do lots of that today. (laughs) I'll do lots of momming, okay? Okay. All right, let's read Luke 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her... Wow, that's a big one. Um, How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. That's a word for somebody in here. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. And this is Mary's response. This is, I feel, a big reason why the Lord chose her. She said, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Quite an assignment. I don't know about you, I was not called to birth the Messiah. (laughs) That was not my calling. It was not your calling. This is a huge calling. However, God did choose you, if you are a mom, to carry um, a baby that has a destiny. A baby that was not born on accident, no matter how the baby was conceived. The baby was born at the right time, at the right place, with the right mom. Even if that mom has to give for adoption, it's about the assignment on the baby, It's about the assignment on the life. Thanks, Mary. Good to see you guys. Love you both. So, Mary was too young, and she did not know what she was doing. She didn't even know how this could happen. She was a teenager, right? And so, oops, yeah, we're good. I've got to go like this. She submitted herself to the Lord. Joseph and her had a real problem with reputation they were afraid of. But when Mary chose to submit herself to the Lord, God actually worked everything out for her. She said yes to, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how. This is actually going to cause quite a problem for me. It's going to cause a problem for me. It's going to be really difficult to be unwed um, and to be pregnant in that day and age. You think it's a stigma now. It was pretty intense in this culture, right? But God worked it out. She said yes. So all we have to do, mamas, is say yes, okay? There is nothing to me more important, more important than being a mom, a wife, or whatever. The most important thing in our lives is our walk with the Lord, is walking in step in fellowship with the Lord, And I believe this is the big reason the Lord chose Mary is because she was going to keep her eyes on what the father wanted more than what she wanted or could even think about. So the biggest thing, moms and dads, let's submit ourselves to the Lord before we just get busy in our role, because God has a plan for these kids and he has a strategy for them. Yep. The Holy Spirit is smart. I just want to throw in this story if when you're submitting to him and walking in step with him. He will give you secret ninja judo mom powers that you couldn't get on your own. How many of you moms are like, that was the Holy Spirit? That was a great idea. So when I was in like 7th or 8th grade, Green Day was the coolest. <laughs> Loved me some grungy power cords. And um, I had bought this CD, and it was basically my first secular CD, I think. And it was a big deal. And I had come home from school, and my mom was sitting on the couch, and she had her her newspaper out. Gosh, this was a long time ago. She was holding a paper in her hands. (laughs) That's how old I am. And she said, oh, there's some poetry in the newspaper, and I want to read it to you. And she starts reading this poem to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid is depressed. This sounds suicidal. This sounds not good. Wow. And she's like, yeah, what do you think about that? It's like, man, that that kid's not in a good place. And She's like, yeah, those are the lyrics to the songs that you've been listening to. She pulls out the CD jacket and shows me, okay, that's a mom walking in step with the Holy Spirit. That got me. That got me. Oh, he's so smart. (laughs) He's so smart. All right. So that's number one. Submit to the Holy Spirit and listen to him, and he will make you seem way smarter than you ever could be. All right, number two. Here's the second key. Mary wasn't perfect. Did you guys know Mary, we honor her. She was the mom that God chose to make the mother of the Lord Jesus. She is a special woman. But she was a human. She was a human, just like us, okay? Did you know that at one point, Mary and Joseph actually lost Jesus? There was like a Home Alone situation. <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> It happened in Luke 2. They had come up to the to the temple in Jerusalem to do their annual sacrifices, and they came up with this convoy of family and friends, and they would travel once a year out to the city, and then they would go back home, and it was a several day walk home. Praise the Lord for today. And a day as they're leaving Jerusalem, they realize after 24 hours-ish, it's gray. It's a gray area, but it was one day they realized that Jesus wasn't with them, and he was 12 years old. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. He's like a day's walk away in a city by himself. I'm not saying someone sinned. I'm saying that's a human thing to do. Okay? Okay. That's pretty wild. Then they have to come back. It says by the third day is when they found him. And he, of course, was being perfect because he's Jesus. He's like, didn't you know I have to be in my father's house? They found him teaching in the temple. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. But it gives me a little bit of comfort to see Mary made some not perfect parenting moves. Is it okay to say that? I'm not trying to disrespect Mary. I know some people hold her very high, and I do too. But... It gives me peace and joy that she's a human, okay? So I just want to say this. Mom guilt, who cares? Don't feel guilty. Your kids are lucky to have you. You got them here today. You're great. You're killing it. Like seriously, can you give yourself a pat on the back? That's amazing. Do it. You're amazing. You showed up. I know we look at influencers on Instagram and stuff. That's not their life. That's not their life. That's not their life. Their life's just like yours. They're just doing their best. And they're really good at contouring and they have good lights. So (laughs) maybe get yourself a contour palette and a cool light. You'll feel better. Okay. So how do we uh, lean into this not being perfect? Because Mary wasn't. We have to find humor in being a mom because it's hard And it's crazy. And sometimes you're going to think you're going to lose your mind. So instead of being all intense and crazy, just learn to laugh. You have to. Sometimes it's like, could one more thing happen today? I don't think so. It's either going to make me break down or I'm going to just hysterically, manically laugh like a psychopath. Proverbs 17:22 this is the amplified version a happy heart is good medicine and a joyful mind causes healing Now I'm going to give you permission to laugh at your kids Just laugh at them they're ridiculous They say things and they do things that you're like oh I'm cringing I'm so glad there's not footage of me when I was Young, because I'd be so embarrassed about all the phases of life. Phones today are gonna make our kids, someday they're gonna be like, ooh. <laughs> now, I wanna tell you, our life is special because we have um, two daughters. Trinity is 15, Evie just turned 13, and they are my joys. They're amazing. I couldn't have any more, I wanted more, but God knew, just enough. It's all He could handle at the time. <laughs> and Trinity has autism, and it's an adventure. It's an adventure having an autistic kid. And I'm sensitive to moms with special needs kids and disabilities, but sometimes it's hilarious. Like she, the most autistic thing ever is one time I heard my car honking in the garage. I think Trinity was like six, maybe seven. (laughs) And I came outside and I looked in the garage. Kid you not, she's sitting in the driver's seat of my car. She has her bike helmet on and it has these little flashing LED lights. It's just flashing. She buckled every single seatbelt in the car and she's just like honking the horn every couple minutes. It was hysterical. I was like, this is autism. It's like, I don't know, but it brought me a lot of joy. It made me laugh and it was delightful. She also, the day before picture day in fourth grade, I had this cute little messy bun on her before she went to bed. I left the room. I came back. She has a flat top. She grabbed the scissors and just started trimming the top of her hair. Just trimming it. Girlfriend, when I took her hair down, looked like Joe Dirt. (laughs) Exactly. She's got this beautiful beautiful blonde hair, dirty blonde hair, and she's so pretty, and she's got this like mullet, flat on the top, long stringy hair. I was like, all right, (laughs) the night before picture day, guys, you have to laugh. Oh, anyway, it was pretty good. I had to put these huge headbands over her. Uh, It was great. Another funny thing that Evie did is she's like, mom, when she was, I don't know, little, five, six maybe. Said, Mom, I just really, I just need to keep writing in my diarrhea book. I <laughs> said, so, what? I'd, every day I just want to write in my diarrhea book. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, your diary? Oh, your diary. Diarrhea book. It's the Nears. That still brings me joy. Now, If you can laugh at your kids, can you laugh at yourself? Sometimes you're like at the end of the day and you did, everything is going wrong, and you're like, I'm just the worst, I'm the worst. Or, 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 you could do a public post on Facebook and let everybody know, like I did, this is a dinner that I made for my family one day. (laughs) 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 I would like to say... (laughs) that I thought it was so funny I wanted to post it because it's I'm, I'm probably the only one who's ever done this, right? Uh, it brought me joy. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to tell you one more story. Is this okay just to giggle? Okay, so when Trinity was maybe four or five years old, we had not had help from other uh, people to come in and give us services to know how to raise an autistic kid you not it's not intuitive. I will say this. And there was this season of screaming where she would scream her brains out, bloody murder, just screaming. And it's because she liked the feeling of it on her throat. She'd be outside blowing bubbles, smiling and screaming. This is an alarming sound. If you're a neighbor, you're a kid over and over, just screaming bloody murder. It was so intense, and she's fine. I, there, like, there was nothing wrong with her. I fed her. I bathed her. She was doing great. She was sleeping. She just screamed constantly. And um, one day, it started getting to me, because there was nothing I could do to figure out how to get her to stop screaming. I was losing my mind. My husband was working. The kids were little. So I'm going to tell on myself, do you guys want to know what I did well, scream too. No, that's that's kindergarten. I'm going to tell you what I did, okay? That's child's play. So they were sitting, they were sitting in our kitchen eating their their breakfast, and Evie and Turn were in the kitchen. I go around the corner, and I just was like, I reached back and I just kicked my wall really hard, and I was going to try to hit the stud, but I didn't hit the stud. <laughs> I kicked a hole in my wall (laughs) because I was so stressed out. And immediately, I called my husband to tell him so I wouldn't be a closet rager. (laughs) How many of you have ever been like, oh my gosh, I could become a rager, like a secret rager who just breaks everything in the house? It felt really good, but then I remembered... We had a leadership meeting for our college ministry coming to our house, and that was the first wall you see when you come into the house. So now I've got this story I'm going to have to tell them, like, I kicked the wall because I'm losing my mind. (laughs) So... And then I called my mom, and I'm like, mom, I just kicked the wall. I think I'm stressed. She's like, yeah, that's okay. I'm like, I don't want to kick the wall again, so I'm telling someone I have some accountability to not be a rager, okay? She's like, okay. So anyway, Kurt makes me have a real person come in. I was going to try and patch it. You know, have a drywall person come over. The drywall guy and his son come over, and we're chit-chatting, and he's like, what happened? Did a ball hit it? And I'm like, no, I kicked it. <laughs> And it was really important to Kurt that, that, that the guy didn't think he did it because that's scary. <laughs> Kurt's like, I don't want someone thinking I'm crazy. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm crazy. So I said, I did it. And then I go, and I'm a pastor's wife. <laughs> it just came out. And I just started laughing maniacally. It was fun. It was fun. But it actually brought me to a point when I could find a little bit of humor and laugh with this guy. It brought me to a point where I started asking for help, and I started getting services for Trinity because, obviously, it wasn't working. (laughs) So there you go. You got to lighten up. You got to laugh at yourself. You got to laugh at your kids because joy is strength in the kingdom. Amen? It's okay to be human just like Mary was. I'll try to keep going quicker. I wanted to tell you those stories because they're fun. All right, number three, Mary encouraged Jesus. So moms, we are encouragers. To me, encourage looks like this, to literally put courage into somebody. Not to just be like, oh, you're pretty, and it's like, oh, it's so nice. No, I want you to be the bravest, most amazing you that you can be, I want you to be brave and step out and shine in who God made you to be. That's encouragement. It's not a fluffy compliment. It's making someone more brave in who they really are in God. Mary knew by raising Jesus, what her son was capable of. But did you know he didn't, we didn't have recorded miracles for like the first 30 years of his life. And his mom was, like, bursting, like, enough, Jesus. You got the goods, man. We got to roll. You got to show them. They were at this party. They were at a wedding. And you guys know in John 2 what was going on. Jesus and his mom were at this party. She raised him, and she knew what was inside of him. And she pulled on what was in Jesus. And it's kind of a cool story. I'm going to read it to you. John 2, 1 through 5. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. Jesus and his disciples had been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. Mama was like, you know, Jesus, it's time. You got got the goods to do something here. Mama saw it. It's kind of that awkward moment where your mom's like, go ahead, play that song on the guitar for everyone right now. And you're like, no. (laughs) Right? Or, Or read that paper to everyone that you turned in at school. It's so amazing. And you're like, no. But mom's proud of you. And she wants other people to see it. And that's what moms do. We put our kids on the spot awkwardly because we believe in them. Right? And how many of you know Jesus did his first miracle right then and there that we have recorded in the Bible? He turned the water into wine because his mama pushed him out the nest. He even said it wasn't time, but he obeyed his mom and he started his miracle ministry. Wild. Isn't that powerful? Your kiddos have gold in them. They have gold. They have things this world needs your mentees if you're not a mom or whatever there are people in your life you may have influence with where there is something amazing in them and they need someone to pull the courage out of them and encourage them yes yes i brag on my kids all the time i make them tough because i know that they can you shouldn't treat your kids like they are breakable like they're fragile like they're gen- like like they'll be Bruised easily. Kids are tough and they're resilient and they are worth challenging. Our kids climb 14ers. I don't know if you know what a 14er is. It's hard. It's hard hiking up mountains, above tree line to peaks that are 14,000 feet. Trinity's done 10 of them. How many of you adults have done 10? My autistic daughter. Yeah, right on. We'll talk later, guys. Love it. Evie's done 18. 18. They're 13 and 15. (sighs) Why? Because we're crazy. And we started them young. We taught them not to whine and said, you can do it. I believe in you. And now they don't complain and they just go. And they're way faster than mom. I'm the weakest link. It's very sad. Uh, your kids have what it takes, and they need to know it. Your kids were born today in this season on purpose from God. You don't have to hide them and shelter them from everything you need to tell them. You were called to this day. You were called to this moment. You were called to this hour of history. This is when you were born for, baby. You got this, right? Right? that's what moms should do. Just like, just like Mary. She's like, come on, Jesus, help them. It's like, come on, kids. You get it. You go pray. You go heal. You go pray for somebody. You go do the things, right? That's what a mom should do. You bend back that bow in the awkward tension and you shoot and release into destiny. That's what we do. All right. So those are, that's key number three from the life of Mary. Um, She submitted to the Holy Spirit. She wasn't perfect. She encouraged Jesus. Number four, I have two more. I'll try to get quick here. Mary was present while Jesus was in pain. Being a mom is brutal. It is brutal. In Mark 6, and also in Luke, you see it in Mark 6, Mary was present when Jesus was announcing his ministry, especially in Luke 4. He went to his hometown. He read the scriptures and said, this is being fulfilled in your hearing. He was basically saying, this is my mission statement. I came, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the good news. You guys know this portion of scripture. So his hometown, his mom's in the room. She felt it when her baby was walking the anointing. There was this like weightiness to Jesus talking. Wow, everybody could feel it. She was there when they started to say, oh, wait, wait. That's just Joseph's son. He's a carpenter's son. They began to belittle him. And they actually says they began to get really offended at him. So Mary was there when her son was kind of being bullied, right? She was there when they were criticizing him and they were offended at him. That's hard. Have you ever had your kid be bullied or made fun of or belittled? She was there. But she didn't go and fight his battle for him. She didn't go yell at everybody. She stood there with him in his pain. That's what we know. Yeah? We are fostering kids into maturity. They're going to experience difficult things. But we walk with them a step at a time. You got this. You got this. You go have that conversation. You go stand up for yourself. You go be you. You don't worry about what they say. We don't go and embarrass our kids and fight their battles for them, usually. Sometimes you will step in. The Holy Spirit will teach you. But I'm just saying, sometimes it's painful, but it is forming character through trials. Okay? All right. And then in John 19, Mary was there when Jesus went to the cross, Can you even imagine? We talked about agony today, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Mary watched what happened to Jesus. She was there in person. Can you even imagine being a mom like that? Some of you have suffered because your kids were suffering or something didn't go right. And I just want to say, I'm sorry. And God sees you that you've been there for them and that you showed up. And what I take away from Mary being there when Jesus was being crucified is that Mary again submitted herself to the Holy Spirit. She knew that the plan of God for Jesus was bigger than her. And she had to let God have his will with her child. That's brutal. The other thing about Mary, I see... When we see Mary walking alongside Jesus, I believe she was his greatest intercessor. I believe she prayed for him. I believe she walked with the Lord and had dialogue with the Lord all the time because she was so submitted. And mamas, you can be there, you can encourage, but there's something special about mom prayers. They are powerful. And in the agony, in in your crying out, God is so near to the brokenhearted. There are so many promises for you. That he is so near to you when it's hard for your kids and hard for you. That's when, That one's not as fun, but it's real. Part of life is it's hard. But can we still say yes to God, to the call of God for our kids, even when it hurts? Amen? All right. The fifth key, this is the last one. Mary still, still showed up. You see Mary throughout the the New Testament. She showed up for Jesus as a child. She showed up for Jesus as an adolescent. She was there for him as an adult. She was there for him in his greatest agony. And this is amazing. She still showed up after Jesus was gone. She did. Did you guys know, even after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, when he came back to spend time on the earth and then ascended to heaven... Mary was with the 120 when the Holy Spirit was poured out. Did you guys know this? That lady, she kept showing up. That's a, that's a tough little mama there. <clears throat> it says in Acts 1.14, this is speaking of after Jesus went back to heaven, and now they're sitting there saying he did rise from the dead. Now we're going to pray every day. We're going to believe everything he said because he confirmed it. They were just very, very convinced Jesus is the Messiah, so they, this is what she did. They did <clears throat> Acts 1.14, and they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. That is crazy. She was standing there praying. She still showed up after all of that. I just want to say parenting is a gift. It's a joy But your life, your calling has to keep going on. Even as your kids age or they leave, there's life for you. There's purpose for you to still show up. There is a promise. I mean, that lady was there when uh, Acts 2 and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit happened. Because she showed up. Can you imagine how hard it must have been just to keep being around people? But she was like, I'm praying. I'm here every day. And she gets this kiss from God, this amazing thing that has changed the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. I think that um, if I could just encourage you, mamas, if if you are past the season of momming, I just want to say, re-sign up for more disciples. Would you re-sign up to nurture more? Because you have something in you. If you've never had kids, re-sign up, re-show up keep praying, keep pressing in keep sharing your lives and opening your lives to others and the Lord will meet you and he will pour his spirit on you I believe just like Mary Amen I find so much encouragement from the life of Mary I hope that her story ministers to you guys, I'm just going to recap those five lessons that I learned from Mary Mary submitted to the Holy Spirit Mary wasn't perfect, hallelujah Hallelujah Mary encouraged Jesus, Mary was present while Jesus was in pain, and Mary still showed up. You guys got this. Amen? Amen? Okay. All right, before I close, I just want to pray for you guys. Um, These are the specific areas I really felt to pray for you as we close today. I want to pray for those of you who have a real problem with mom guilt You're stuck in, I'm not perfect, I'm not perfect, or I messed up, or I gave my kid up for adoption, or I did have an abortion, or whatever. Fill in the blank. God has healing for you. He wants you to be healed from that guilt. He wants to give you no shame. He wants to give you his righteousness and his forgiveness today. God wants to deal with fear. Some of you guys have this foreboding feeling that something bad's always going to happen. God wants to break that off of you. God wants to touch you, those who are having difficulty conceiving. I believe God's a miracle worker, and he will answer the cries of your heart. And there's healing in hearts for those of you in pain. So if you guys would just stand to your feet with me this morning, I'm going to pray for you. If any of those really spoke to you where you're at, just put your hands out like this and receive from the Lord as I pray for you. Father, I thank you for your power. God, I thank you that the same power that, that, that rose Jesus from the dead, the same power of God that did the miracles, God, you are the same God who does miracles today. Father, I ask for healing in this room, Father. I ask that you would release moms from guilt and shame. God, I ask that you would give them a story of redemption and wholeness and freedom and life and laughter, God. I, want, I ask that you give them permission to laugh and to have joy. God, I, I just break a spirit of foreboding and fear. It's not from you. God, I pray that these moms would see that the assignment on their kids is powerful, and that's probably why the enemy wants to mess with them. So I just break this, the power of the spirit of fear. I thank you for power, love, and a sound mind to be released, because that's the promise of God. Father, we lift up those who are having a hard time getting pregnant or carrying babies. God, we ask for a miraculous healing, God. I ask for your your hand to reach out and heal today, Lord. We ask for miracles, God, and we thank you for it. We say you can do it, Lord. You can do all things, and I pray for healing and protection over those those mamas. And last, God, I pray for anyone who just has a lot of pain related to Mother's Day and mothers in general. I ask that you touch them and heal them. Father, I ask that you would take out the bitterness, take out that poison feeling and the anxiety, and I ask you to replace it with with gratitude and a spirit of joy. In Jesus' name, I bless your people. I thank you for today. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's awesome. God bless you guys.